Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is a, a gray-looking Tuesday afternoon. I, I, I hope this doesn't, you know, get you down. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people are really affected by the weather, and uh, I, I don't think I really ever have been um, yeah, I love a beautiful sunny day, but I also don't mind it when it's like this. It's just a little break. And this is a day, you know, the goth kids love days like this when the sun's not out. So, you know, they, they got to have their favorite days, too. So I hope this doesn't uh, bum you out. Uh, weather will be nice again soon, but we're going to go through a couple of days of rain. I'm Scoot on the air. Really glad you're with us on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. I, I read a really interesting uh, article about um, Nikki Six uh, from Motley Crue. It's on the, the foxnews.com website, and we're going to talk more about that in just a couple of minutes. And, you know, once again, people for the ethical treatment of animals is at it again. Groundhog Day is coming up February the 2nd. The most famous groundhog in the country, arguably, is Puxatawney Phil. There's a small town about an hour and a half from Philadelphia, Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. And they have this groundhog that, that comes out every year. And you know what folklore, folklore says. If the groundhog comes out and sees his shadow, it means six more weeks of winter. If the groundhog comes out and does not see his shadow... Now, wait, let me see. I'm always confused by this. If the groundhog comes out and sees his shadow, it means an early spring. If the groundhog comes out and... Wait, if he sees his shadow... No, wait, okay, I, I'm going to get it right this time. Okay. If the groundhog comes out... And sees his shadow. Mm -hmm. That means it's going to be a, a long winter. Correct. If the groundhog comes out and does not see his shadow, it's going to be an early spring. Correct. Okay. I'm glad I got that right. All right. People for the ethical treatment of animals is upset because they're trying to get Puxatawney Phil retired. So instead of Puxatawney Phil coming out, PETA is suggesting that they flip a giant gold coin. To determine whether or not there's going to be an early spring. Well, that's boring. Well, how big is it? I, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking, wait a minute. This groundhog comes out once a year. And what, they think he's overworked? They're trying to get him to retire? This is like abusing an animal? This big rat comes out once a year and either sees his shadow or doesn't. And Pete is trying to get the, the, the rat retired? Because if it's a freaking huge gold coin, like in, like the size of a football field or more, you know, and they have to flip it over with like some giant industrial machine, like that's, that kicks ass. I would watch that. I don't think that's what they're talking about. 
You know, but <clears throat> instead of the groundhog coming out, they want it to be heads or tails, and they'll judge the forecast based on that. No, I mean, it's a, it's a ridiculous thing. You know, the, the, the groundhogs are never totally accurate. I mean, they're just they're like meteorologists. They don't, they don't always predict the weather accurately because the weather has a, a mind of its own. But I just thought that was kind of interesting that, they're, that Pete is working to get this, this groundhog retired when all he does is come out once a year up from his hole. I mean, the rest of the year, he's just lounging around being lazy. All right, so the New Hampshire primary is today. Donald Trump has a huge lead over Nikki Haley, really the only other competitor right now for Donald Trump. Donald Trump is looking for a big win in New Hampshire today. A victory in the Granite State for the former president would secure a sweep of the first two Republican primary races and would make a November rematch with President Joe Biden look more likely than ever. At a rally Monday in Laconia, New Hampshire, Trump urged everyone to get out of bed and vote. We have to win by big margins. And the reason we have to do that, Al, very simple. You know what the reason is in November? We have to send the signal that we're not playing games. His Republican opponent, Nikki Haley, says... At the end of the day, this is about what do people want. We know 70% of Americans don't want a Trump-Biden rematch. And Haley was off to a positive start in New Hampshire with the first in the nation midnight vote in the tiny town of Dixville Notch, a clean sweep of six votes for Haley. I'm Donna Water. You know, Donald Trump made that comment. He wants everybody to get out of bed. Look, Donald, not everybody is in bed. Not everybody's in bed when their wife is pregnant. Not everybody's in bed with people. Maybe you spend a lot of time in bed with people, but not everybody needs to get out of bed because some of us just get out of bed on our own. There's a new tracking poll that shows that Trump, when it comes to a Trump-Biden face-to-face election, Trump now has the largest lead over Biden that he's had so far. Trump now leads Biden by five points. Trump is at 45. Biden is at 40 percent. But, you know, that's generally kind of within the margin of error. I mean, the margin of error is three to usually three to four, four points. So within the margin of error, that's not a huge lead, but it is it is a lead. The poll found that 43 percent of Americans would uh, would back Biden in 2024. Just 40 percent said that they would uh, uh, get Trump. That was at the beginning of this poll months ago, but now it shows that Trump has a lead. Why is why so now? Why is Trump leading Biden? Uh, you know, there's actually activity on the the Trump side, and I don't know whether it's the inefficient Biden campaign or if uh, if more people are excited about uh, about Donald Trump. And there's no doubt, there were a lot of a, a lot of people benefited when Trump was in the White House. A lot of people were doing well. And a lot of people equate that to Donald Trump being in the White House when there might have been other factors that were involved in that. I'm Scoot. If you want to join us with a comment this afternoon, the Oakland Jewelers talk and text line 504-260-1870. So uh, we were talking about uh, Taylor Swift. Oh, I know. I was uh, mentioning uh, the blog that is um, that I wrote that's on our website, also on the Scoot on the Air Facebook page, about the Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey love story. Is it sweet or is it sickening? And then somebody brought up uh, the, the period of time when Tony Romo, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, was dating Jessica Simpson. Now, Jessica Simpson at the time was not nearly as big as Taylor Swift is. I mean, very few people are as big as Taylor Swift is right now. But I just I made a comment and I, I stand by it. I just I, you know, I never I don't know. I just I never thought 
Jessica Simpson was that attractive. Um, if, if I mean, you know, when you judge looks, it's it's all about um, it, it's it's subjective. It's uh, you know, it's just your opinion. You and and some people find somebody attractive. Other people don't think that person's attractive. I never thought Cindy Crawford was that attractive. I mean, she's she's beautiful in a way, but I mean, she's not my type. I never thought she was that attractive. Same thing with Jessica Simpson. Well, my comment about Jessica Simpson has inspired some text messages, and Ian's going to share some of those with us. Yeah, I really kicked the hornet's nest here today. Here's Why? Uh, Just because well, I say I'm not crazy about Jessica Simpson? She is a national treasure, and you disparaged her on the radio. Listen, you think we're in trouble in this country right now with our political situation? We're in trouble if Jessica Simpson is a national treasure. Give me the shovel. Stop digging. What What did she do? What has she done? I don't, I don't think she's that cute. I mean, she looks like she might, you know, what has be she a little done? hard to deal with. Yeah. What did you not Simpson watch do? the TV show that she did with Nick Lachey from 98 Degrees? No. Did you not pay attention to the fledgling career of her younger sister, Ashley Simpson? Oh, I saw that. Yeah, we all saw that. We remember <laughs> that, don't we? Do a little hoedown, honey. Here's a text that says, I think Jessica Simpson is leaps and bounds more attractive than Taylor Swift, but there is no denying Taylor Swift is a musical and business phenom. Well, it's, it's, it's true. But again, you know, we're just talking about um, aesthetics here. I mean, and it's okay. Like if you if you think Jessica Simpson is hot, that's fine. But I just never found her to be that that attractive. She's not somebody that I would have um, been interested in. I mean, not that I ever would have the chance. I'm not saying that. But you know how we we you know we think and we talk mm-hmm. about things. Mm-hmm. I was just never interested in. Um, never interested in her. Thought she was highly overrated. Here's the text that says, "OMG, you don't think Jessica Simpson was that sexy?" No. You must be Al-Qaeda, LOL. <laughs> well, the truth finally comes out, doesn't it, Yep. Steve? All these years. It's a out secret, there now. A sleeper cell right here in the WWL radio studios. Here's a text that says, I'm late, but what about Kim and Reggie? Remember that? Kim and Reggie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Reggie Bush Reggie and, Bush Kim, and Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Uh, that was a big deal. But, uh, you know, nothing really compares with... Taylor Swift because of her position globally in terms of the mega star that she is. And I think there's also something heartwarming about this this story. I don't know how Reggie and Kim met. I don't know um, about Jessica Simpson and Tony Romo, how they met. But it wasn't uh, Travis Kelsey kind of a fan of hers, and he just kind of reached out to her. Oh, I don't know. And then I think Taylor Swift, um, they they sort of got together, and, and they've been together, I guess, since. And they seem to be very much in love. Uh, again, I don't know if this is some kind of a long-range thing, but look, I never said Taylor Swift was really sexy, but I mean, I think she's, I think she's sexier than Jessica Simpson. Here's a text that says, Tony Romo just called, and he wants Scoot to tell us all a groupie story. <laughs> the floor is That's yours, funny. my friend. The That's microphone funny. is on. Um. I no. <laughs> you wouldn't. No, I can't. You couldn't. I can't. Uh, here's a text that says, uh, "Oh man, where did it go?" Anyone who helps the cowgirls lose is a national treasure. Okay, I agree with that. There you go. Based on that criteria, I, I agree with that. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, Jimmy and Gretna. Hey, Jimmy, what do you have for us? Hey, buddy. Hey, two things. 
I know the bad weather's coming. So, yeah, tonight um, there is a Pelicans game. I told Ian they got $3 tickets right now. Wow. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with it being the weekdays. You know, people are busy. They're scrambling to get work done before all the rain comes today. Uh, but, yeah, tonight the Pelicans play the Jazz. And right now on the secondary market, $3 tickets. Now, they play Friday night. I don't know if the rain will be out of here by then. Tickets are obviously more expensive on the weekends. But, yeah, if you play that Tuesday through Thursday card on a lot of these Pelicans home games, Scoot, the tickets are like five bucks or less. Typically. You know, Jimmy, I love, you, I love when you bring that to our attention because, you know, there are a lot of people that, that that matters and they really can't afford to go to games. But when tickets get like that, they could maybe afford to, to bring their, their child or their kids to the game. Yeah, a weekend ticket for one person is the equivalent of bringing four people to a game tonight. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. If you can yeah. make it out there. And you'll have a lot of room because it probably will be half empty, sadly, you know, even though the yeah. Pelicans are playing well. And, look, also Neil deGrasse Tyson is at the Sanger Theater tonight. I don't really know what his title is, a scientist or astrophysicist. I don't really know. Maybe you could tell me. But he's <laughs> no, going to be at what, the let's Sanger get, Theater let, tonight. Don't, don't, let's don't get Ian, make me, let's get Ian to look oh, it up. <laughs> I almost got all the way to the end of the Jimmy Call without homework. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll just get Ian to, uh, to, to look that up. All right, look, uh, going into this break, let, let's do a fast text off here. Who is sexier, Jessica Simpson or Taylor Swift? So what you need to do is uh, text um, Taylor Swift, Taylor or Jessica. Yeah, do just do just Taylor or just Jessica. Yeah, just don't, either their first names only, okay. please. Taylor or Jessica. I mean, honestly, who's look? Nobody's going to know how you voted, so it doesn't matter. You don't have to be embarrassed about this. Who do you think is sexier, Jessica Simpson or Taylor Swift? Test Jessica or Taylor to the Oakland Heart text line, 504-260-1870. It's 504-260-1870. We'll have the results coming up right after this break. There's a, a great article about Nikki Six from Motley Crue uh, at the uh, foxnews.com website. And it's about how Nikki is totally clean now, has been for a long time. And Nikki Six, a guy who personified sex, drugs, and rock and roll, is alive and raising his family in Wyoming. And while they still love L.A., they love living in Wyoming. And I just picture Nikki Six in some, like, smaller Wyoming town. I don't know which town it is, but some smaller Wyoming town. Nikki Six looking the way he looks around a bunch of cowboys. Anyway, it's a, it's a great article about about cleaning up your life. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, my God, Nikki Six is still kicking it. And, you know, these guys that did uh, sex and drugs and rock and roll to the degree that they did a long time ago, if they kept doing it, they would be dead today. So, you know, if you've got something going on in your life, there's nothing wrong with cleaning things up a little bit. I'm Scoot on the Air, and we'll be back on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We had a huge response to the text off. Who is sexier, Jessica Simpson or Taylor Swift? And this is Jessica Simpson from 1999. I think I'm in, in love with you. I'm scoot on the air. I just made a simple comment. It was true. It's honest. I never thought Jessica Simpson was that hot. And if, if, you know, if compared to Taylor Swift, and there was a comparison because Tony Romo, quarterback for the Cowboys, used to date Jessica Simpson and Travis Kelsey, Travis, uh, Travis and the... Uh, Taylor Swift love story is part of the NFL now. I would say out of the two, Taylor Swift is uh, is sexier, but that's not what the audience thinks. Overwhelmingly, Jessica Simpson won. Overwhelmingly, our audience said Jessica Simpson is sexier than Taylor Swift. And, you know, I think sometimes when somebody gets to be as popular as Taylor Swift, there's a backlash and people just naturally want to say, oh, no, I don't like her. No, no, she's not that great. It's almost like people want to kind of like knock people down when you get to a, a high level of, of popularity. And, and so I think that might be a part of it. But then, you know, there are a lot of people that might think that she's uh, sexier. That Jessica Simpson is sexier than Taylor Swift. I don't think Taylor Swift is like overly sexy. I mean, she's not like Kim Bas- Basinger from, from, you know, the past. She's not like Sophia... Bagheera. She's not like a lot of people when it comes to just like just um, emitting sex. But, you know, I, I think she's uh, sexier than Jessica Simpson. Anyway, let's get to uh, some of the text messages that came in along with that, because this has been really interesting and response has been overwhelming. And I think this is really does go along with something I said earlier in the show. The prospects of another Biden Trump election. Is, is creating so much apathy when it comes to politics that a text off between Jessica Simpson and Taylor Swift gets a lot of attention on a talk show that is based on politics and pop culture. I'm going to start out congratulating a texter and SOTA listener with the number ending in 2957. I'm giving you the derailer award for the day, which I occasionally give out to a texter or a call that uh, just completely <laughs> changes the direction of what we had planned out for today. All we're talking about now is Jessica Simpson. So congratulations, 2957. Don't spend it all in one place. Here's a text that says, Prime versus Prime, Jessica. But not today. But then the texter goes on to say, Ashley beats them both. Ashley Simpson? I thought I, I know, thought man. Ashley was sexier than Jessica, but uh, you know the problem with Ashley is um, I just got the uh, feeling that she was just kind of dumb, and I'm just not into dumb people. You know, I think Ashley's a I, I don't know if she's dumb or or, or whatever. I, I don't think she's unattractive, 
but I, I'll, I'll just, I can't get the mental image of her doing that little hoedown <laughs> out of my mind. You know, when she's on SNL and, oh, and the backing track, she has like this Millie Vanilli moment, and she just does like I know only Scoot you can see this, but she kind of goes like. Oh yeah, no, just does this no, she incredibly just, awkward little dance, and that I'll just—that's the only way I'll ever see her, and it's—it's it's not cute. Yeah, she just seemed like a like an idiot, and uh, sorry, I mean, maybe she's not. But uh, anyway, look, it's just interesting how a, a little comment can turn into this. Do do a couple of more. This is fun. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, here's a text that says Taylor Swift is without a doubt more talented than Jessica Simpson, and she is without a doubt more capable of selling her brand than Jessica Simpson. However, Jessica Simpson is much more attractive. Really? That much more attractive? I don't think... I'm, look, I, it's, it's not going to be the first time, and it's not the last time I'm a little out of sync with the audience, but I, I don't... I didn't think Taylor's... Like, the, the response is overwhelming. I mean, it's got to be like 90-10 in favor of Jessica Simpson. I did not... In a million years would not have guessed that the SOTA audience feels so strongly about yeah. Jessica Simpson versus Taylor Swift. I think Taylor Swift is a smoke show. I love Taylor Swift. And I'm not going to have anything bad to say about Jessica Simpson either, but man, this is this is yeah. a crime scene. Well, you know, a, a lot of people uh, want to, in their own way, they want to find a way to 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 bash Taylor uh, Taylor Swift because they don't like her politics. Oh, yeah, that may be. You it. know, I mean, you could be like, like um, look, when it comes to politics, I can almost make an exception with uh, Lauren Boebert, Bobo, because she's really hot. But... Because of what she stands for, I mean, I, I, I'm not interested, and I never, never would be interested. A couple more here. Uh, here's one that says, Taylor Swift, to me, is too shiny and glittery. Yeah. Jessica looks like she's got a little bad girl working in there. Yeah, well, and, she, and then, you know what else? <laughs> I mean, I understand what <clears throat> you're saying, but, you know, sometimes these, these sometimes uh, women that look like they're, you know, all nice and, and together, and, you know, sometimes they're the wildest ones. Yeah, when they let their hair the down. Yeah, you know. Yes. And, you know, I'm not a fan of the fake boobs, and I think, you know, Jessica looks to me like she's got big fake boobs. Nah, I'm okay. Not a fan. Uh, here's a text that says, <laughs> why not ask who's sexier between Tony Romo and Travis Kelsey? <laughs> if you're going to make it about women and their appearance, you best not leave Giselle out then. Respect, shaking my head. Yeah, you know what? That's uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I, I got to guess that uh, maybe wouldn't get quite such a response. No, I don't think, we, I don't think we would. And, you know, a lot sexier. of people, you know, a lot of people who know what these two women look like, uh, they might not really have a clear vision of Tony Romo and uh, Travis Kelsey. I, Travis Kelsey's got really nice eyes, blue blue eyes, a nice looking guy. This is, I can't even keep up. There are so many texts coming in. People are really animated about this topic. Um, oh yeah, I'll leave you with this one. This text says, hey Ian, show Scoot her Dukes of Hazard bikini pic. If you'll uh, excuse me one moment here. The um, Jessica Simpson, she would have done that, right? Yeah. Yeah, because she was look, in that dumb movie. I, I look, I, I know she's got kind of a hot bod, <sighs> but I, I don't. I maybe mean, I think there was something. Honestly, I think there was something about her <sighs> intelligent, intellectually, that that I found unattractive. I mean, I, I like uh, I like smart women. You're still looking. Huh, at what? Huh? Yeah, you're still staring. No, yeah, at yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead and do the do the show. Take a break or read a promo or whatever. Okay. All right. The New Hampshire primary is today. Oh, we'll be man. talking about the results tomorrow, but I, I think oh, we can pretty man. well predict that Donald Trump is going to be the big winner. Oh. And in a new poll that has uh, has come out, Donald Trump wow. was um, was behind Joe Biden in head to head matchup, but now in the same oh. poll, Whoa. will you stop that? What? 
now in the same poll, uh, Donald Trump leads Biden by five points in a head-to-head matchup. So, you know, it, I, I realize that it, it's creating apathy because it's, you know, we may get the same thing all over again. It's looking more and more like that's going to be the, the, the case. Um, and I think, as I said yesterday, I think America deserves uh, better than this, but it looks like this is what we're going to get. And ultimately, it falls on us. You know, we, we get what we ultimately uh, deserve. But um, it looks like Trump's going to be the, uh, the, the big winner. And I, I think that while there's apathy setting in, there is something fascinating from just if you're, if you're a real political uh, dork, there's something fascinating about this matchup again and the possibilities of what, of, of what could happen. And, you know, if Joe Biden loses in the general election to Donald Trump, you know what's going to happen. Joe Biden's going to claim the election was stolen. They're going to storm the Capitol. And, you know, those left wing Democrats, you know how they're going to act. They're going to have some stuff. They're going to attack the police. And it's just going to it's going to be a Charlie Foxtrot. It's going to be a total mess. If you want to join us with a comment this afternoon, the Oakwood Hard Jewelers talk and text line is 504 504- 260 504-260-1870. I do think it's smart that, uh, that Biden and uh, Kamala Harris with their spouses are on the campaign trail doing a rally, and they're focusing on abortion rights because this is something that the Republican Party can't seem to embrace. They can't seem to embrace it. And their messaging on this has been so messed up because the American people, even conservatives and Republicans, uh, spoke out and said, no, uh, basically, Americans want abortion rights. And the Republican Party has been on the wrong side of this. Nikki Haley was trying to create a consensus, but now she supports a federal ban on abortion. She's sucking up to the right-wing radicals. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Well, today is a very sad day on the Scoot on the Air rock culture calendar. On this day in 1978, Terry Kath, uh, singer and original guitarist for Chicago, died at the age of 31. Terry Kath died when he was playing Russian roulette. He accidentally shot himself in the head. There were a few people around. He had a gun. He insisted the gun was not loaded. I mean, imagine, imagine sitting there with a group of people. And here's this guy with a gun, insisting the gun is, un, is, is unloaded. And, and he, I guess, spins the revolver. I don't know exactly what happened, but he puts the gun to his head, insisting that it's not loaded. And he pulls the trigger. and Boom. He shoots himself in the head right there and just falls to the table. I mean, how shocking would that be? Anyway, Terry Kaff, yeah, one of the early members of uh, Chicago, um, accidentally shot himself with an unloaded gun on this day in 1978. In an interview um, with uh, Robert Lamb of, of Chicago, another one of the, the founding members, I asked, uh, I asked Robert how they used the music to deal with Terry Cass' death. Are we talking about songs or are we talking about life songs? Well, uh, I've written a number of songs for, in my solo catalog that are about Terry. 
uh, that are about dealing with Terry Kath. Um, song, there's a song called You Never Know the Story of Another's Broken Heart, because I knew that's what he had. That's what his problem was. Um, one of his many problems, like all of us. Uh, but I always... And there's another one called... Uh, I can't think of the name. I can't remember all my titles. But but as I say, uh, I've, I've, I've attained closure with Terry's death and Terry's... The, the fact that I... In fact, I think about Terry every night on stage. And I also... I also kind of kiss the heavens each night when I sing a line out of Saturday in the Park, which is a reference to Terry when he was alive. So, so I have I have kind of washed myself from from the grief of losing Terry. That was Robert Lamb talking to me about uh, the loss of uh, of Terry Cass of Chicago, and it happened on this day in 1978. And then when you when you hear Robert Lamb talk about it, you know maybe maybe Terry Cass. Knew the gun was loaded. Maybe he knew. Maybe he knew he was, was committing suicide. But the, the people who were there say that he insisted the gun was, was, was not loaded and it was just uh, an accident. So I don't know. You know, you hear that from Robert Lamb and you, you, know, you have to wonder. Maybe he intended on this, this uh, happening because he had, had issues going on. And, you know, in, in, Rick Springfield is another one who has uh, dealt with, uh, with suicide, uh, suicidal tendencies. And he tried to commit suicide and, and, and failed. And he, he told me in an interview once that I said, Scoot, um, suicide, and this is just a great way to put it, suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. So just don't let things get you that down. I mean, reach out and talk to somebody. And it's just it's really amazing when, when you, you know, you, you, you read the news and we, we talk about the stories of young people committing suicide. And man, I was down in my life. I mean, I've, I've told you I had a serious case of obsessive compulsive disorder, which I still have to deal with today, but it's under control. It's okay. But I hated my life. I mean, I was miserable. And I, I really, I, I hated life in, in, in a lot of ways. But it never occurred to me to like end things. And it seems like we've, we've become a society where instant gratification is the key to everything. We want to be instantly gratified. If we're depressed, we want to be instantly gratified by just ending our life. So it's, it's, it's really sad. And I, I hope that, man, no matter how down you get, you have somebody to talk to because it is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you want to join us, the Okinawa Jewelers talking text line is 504-260-1870. Ian has got some text for us. I think the death of Terry Kath changed the direction of Chicago. They were more rock before his death and more ballad after. Their hit 25 or 6 to 4 is a perfect example. You know, I understand that point. Um, they, they, they did... They did do a lot of ballads after that, and some of the, a lot of their stuff was, was, was a little softer. And maybe Terry Kath provided kind of an edge to Chicago. But I've talked about this often. I still remember how Chicago and Blood, Sweat, and Tears were one of the, well, they were two of the early bands. They were into this rock-jazz fusion. And don't underestimate at the time how controversial this was because there were people saying, you can't put horns with rock. You got to put all those horns with rock. I mean, that's going to destroy rock. And yet, horns are part of rock today. Uh, here's a text that says, it's not an accident if you're playing Russian roulette. Every gun is always loaded. 
Yeah. Well, that's that's what you always assume. That no matter what, every gun is every gun is loaded. You don't ever assume that a gun is is not loaded. Uh, here's a text back to politics just briefly. This says never vote for or against a candidate based on one issue. Weigh the whole package. You know, that's a really good point. And and so many people have become single issue voters. One issue. One issue. Maybe it's the border. Maybe it's health care. It's one issue. And, and people will make a decision based on that. But presidents have to deal with a, a, lot, of, a lot of different issues. So I, I love that idea that you take a, a broader view of things. It's appealing to be a single-issue voter because oh, if there's something that you really care about and you want to say, hey, this is my ethos, this is my moral compass that's pointing this way, I'm going to act this way at the ballot box, that's fine to me. That's not where the problem is. The problem is that your elected officials are not single issue officials. Right. They can they can run on a platform of I'm going to solve the border. I don't care about anything else. I'm going to, you know, deal with abortion rights. I don't care about anything else. But then they get into office and they're in charge of a lot of other stuff that you did not vet them on. And they're inevitably going to make decisions that you don't like or that even actually hurt you. And you, it's it's too late. You gave them the keys to the car because you're a single-issue voter, yeah. and they appealed to you in that way. True. The other attractive thing about being a single-issue voter is you're part of a club. Yeah. Like, if you're part of the anti-abortion group, and you're part of a club, you define your life by that club. You're part of this group. And, and, and people, whether it's Republican, Democrat, or more specifically, uh, anti-abortion Republican or, or whatever— uh, you define yourself by that group and you feel like um, that's your that's your identity. And, and I, I, I'm kind of amazed that there are so many Americans who seem to be going through life struggling with their identity and they need somebody else or something else to define who they are. I'll leave you with this one. Scoot, when you say Charlie Foxtrot, are you trying to say a Chinese fire drill or the other one? Um, the other one. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, it's, uh, you know, we can't say it's a... <laughs> On the air, but Chinese it really is. Drill. Well, I mean, I guess that's another way to, to say it. Charlie Foxtrot is our, our code for. Yeah, I, I it's like a, that. You know, it's a cluster, you know. Uh, we can't say that on the air, so we just say Charlie Foxtrot, and you know what we're talking about. But yeah. All right. Um, Donald Trump uh, has given his competition some things to work with, not the least of which um, are some, you know, mistakes that he's made. I think he mistook. Um, that he he mistook uh, mistook um, Nikki Haley Nikki for Nancy for Nancy Pelosi, yeah. and then he quoted himself in the third person, and then <sighs> apparently on the campaign trail this week in New Hampshire, he was kind of um, just kind of going off and kind of slurring his words a little bit. Um, he uh, told the crowd that we have become a drug infested, crime ridden nation which is incapable of solving even the swollenest, smallest problem, mm. the simplest of problems we can, no longer, uh, we can no longer solve. We can't do anything. We are in an institute of a powerful death penalty. We will put this on. And apparently... What? Kind of slurred a little bit while he's... Wow. Put this... Anyway, kind of slurred a little bit. Look... I make mistakes on this show all the time. So I can't criticize somebody for making mistakes. But when you get to be incoherent, that's a whole 
different story. And if your whole thing is to talk about how the other guy is incoherent <laughs> and how he screws up all the time, man, I know. everyone screws up all the and time. Stop you, talking about it. If you if you go so f- <laughs> if you go too far out of your way to to try to demonstrate that you're like mentally capable, chances are you've got some own questions yourself. Everybody shut up. Be careful how you use your words. Word crimes happens all the time in politics and even on this show. I'm Scoot on the air. We're coming back with a Tuesday text off on WWL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 